operators. Parked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Hi there, this is the Parked Up Podcast. We are, of course, powered by Race Fuels, and my name is Grant Rowley, and I have, finally, Tony Dalberto back on the line. And <laughs> this is a monumental podcast, Tony D. This is a big one for you, because... Big, it's like amazing guests on the show today. We have no amazing guests. It's oh. just you and I. That is so disappointing for the people listening. I reckon probably about 10,000 just turned off right then. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They can listen to us for a little while, but there is some significant news, and we may as well touch on it right at the very top, Tony D. Because. Thank you. He's not going to declare, is he? Due to your busy schedule. Hold your breath, Australia! Due to your fame and fortune, due to the fact that you are too big for your own podcast boots, this is your final episode of Parked Up. Well, that is amazing, but I fear absolutely predictable. Oh, don't say it like that. Sounds <laughs> like I'm quitting. I'm not you quitting. Are quitting. I'm, quitting. I'm, I'm going to come back on the show, but um, no, the, the regular uh, every single week slot that you've got for me is uh, a little bit too much for the schedule that I have. Um, so yes, I am stepping back a little bit. I'm going to step back and let this podcast that we've started just flourish without me. Cool. So there you oh, go. Well, uh, that's, it's disappointing, honestly. And I've tried <laughs> to avoid it for the last month. Some of our learned listeners might have recalled that there was a week that we actually missed. Then there was a couple of weeks where you weren't on it at all except for the one where I was talking to Thomas Randall on his way home from Winton last week and you just mm. randomly called halfway through to sledge to <laughs> sledge the, the audio quality of the podcast. Well, you um, should be flattered though because I'm still listening. I'm still no, listening to all the pods. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but uh, but we have, we've had a really good ride. This is uh, episode 114. Now, I know Fogues has sort of slotted in and um, bumped those numbers up a little bit with his excellent Parked Up Plus and you have, if you haven't listened, every Monday, 5 p.m., the great man, Mark Fogarty, award-winning journalist, reveals some of the big news happening in local and international racing. And just as the podcast starts to flourish, just as we start to get big uh, numbers and, uh, you know, obviously <laughs> the big sponsors are just on the horizon, <laughs> you're quitting. Uh, I'm going to be spewing if you, like, turn around tomorrow and say, Great news. We've just signed a multi-million dollar sponsor. Yeah. No, to be honest, regardless of that, of the, the financial side of things, um, it's just a bit too much of my time time uh, schedule that I have these days. And mm. uh, um, some people just love to be absolutely flooded with work and, you know, run off their feet and, you know, crazy, crazy busy. Um, but for me, I need just a little bit of downtime in between, you know, working, racing, family, all that stuff. And just something had to sort of give a little bit. Okay. So unfortunately. So you've, you're taking out the podcast out of your once a week thing. What else are you yeah. taking out? Well, I sold, I've actually sold my simulator. Oh, wow. That's yeah. huge. It's what? big, it's big changes around here, mate. Big, big changes. Right. Hey, I have to give a little shout out though, to my good friend, Matt Kidd, yeah. um, who sold my SIM for me. So he put it on 
I don't know, this, the Facebook sim groups and all that. Sim, sim Bay. Yeah. And like fielded, fielded all the questions and the stupid bids and, you know, people just offering you no money for it and just, you know, being ridiculous. And he finally stumbled across somebody that could see the value in my sim. Right. And uh, finally, it's getting picked up this weekend, but uh, deposits paid and the guy is absolutely thrilled. So a big thank you to Maddie for sticking it out and doing it. I actually said to him last night, I said, you know, like we'll sell it. And then, you know, if I want a new one, we'll just, oh, I'll know exactly what to buy. And, you know, we could do it all again. He goes, nah, don't do it again. Cause I don't want to go through trying to sell the thing again on your behalf. Well, like, a couple of enough. big, big COVID hangovers now disappearing from your life, parked up. Well, that's born, true. Born out of COVID with us too, not much else to do. Sim racing became a massive part of your world. You even competed in the uh, that that Supercars World Championship. Um, competed, uh, anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, so that that's a couple of uh, big things that co- I guess COVID brought us new things to do. And now that the world has kind of gone back to normal, and it feels like it came back so very quickly as well. With a vengeance. Mm. With a vengeance, like it has. And I think um, because we got so used to maybe slowing down a little bit, suddenly the the normal regime of life and how busy we were, it can be a little bit overwhelming. So to add all these, well, not all these things, but a couple other things in there, it definitely does make a difference. So and I, I want to be able to spend a bit more time with the kids when I get home rather than just rushing around to the next thing that I'm doing straight after work. And yeah, I'm sure everybody listening can, you know, they've probably got their own stories and, you know, they, they can sort of sympathize with how busy life has become now since COVID has sort of not gone altogether. We know it's still hanging around, but um, you know, life's sort of back on track. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so what are you going to do with your extra one hour of the week that I'm giving back to, or you're giving back to yourself? <laughs> hey, it's it's more than one hour. Thank okay, you. One hour and ten. We minutes. spoke. We're um, about. We texted each other about an hour today, just talking about the show. So, um, two hours a day. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to do with the show? That's what I want to know. What's Ooh. your plans here? Well, I'm not sure, given that I've got so many um, huge. Um, uh, financial sponsorship primary backers in the um, in the midst, then <laughs> then uh, I just I'm not sure what I'm going to do with all the the money that's going to flood through just in the next couple. Of well, weeks at least you when... won't have to share it. You won't have to share it with me because it was like a seventy thirty split, you know. Right, I was seventy for you, thirty for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, look, I, hey, I'm not sure. Uh, I did the um, when when you weren't available last week, mm. I called uh, Thomas Randall. And he said, yeah, 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 I can definitely do it. But at the time, I didn't realize when he said he could do it, he was going to be driving home from Winton as he was doing it. <laughs> um, but uh, look, we'll figure it out. I really enjoy doing it. So there's, and, and not because I want to hear my voice on a podcast. I really like all of the uh, helping arrange uh, guests or coming up with ideas for um you know, yeah, things you're, you're to an do. ideas man. You We've do done... love that sort of concept thing. Yeah. And that's your whole job really, coming yep. up with with new concepts of how to promote something or, you know, how to skin a cat a different way. Mm. Um, I love skinning cats. You They're do. They're so tasty as well. You do. But I, I must admit, the guest part of it is the tricky bit. Trying to get people on board to do 
the interviews because they're busy too. Mm-hmm. It's not always as easy. Sometimes they're amazing. Our guests are amazing. Other times we have to sort of maybe, you know, plead and beg and... <laughs> Well, it does. Uh, it does depend. We've had some awesome guests over the time. Oh, yeah. Like we've pretty much spoken to every leading player in the sport. In the, you know, the, certainly the one hundred episodes that we've done, we've spoken to every leading player. And I'm thinking we haven't spoken to three. There's three leading players that we haven't spoken Who? to. We've spoken to everyone else. Who? Uh, we haven't spoken. So of all of the. Uh, sort of leading supercars drivers. The only one we haven't spoken to is James Courtney. That's no loss. That is no loss. Um, The, after that, we haven't spoken to Mark Scaife and we haven't spoken to Neil Crompton. Wow. We tried to speak with Neil Crompton, but he didn't want to. That's right. And Scaifey, well, we didn't even try him. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think we would have had much luck with him. They, those boys are, um, you know, they're, they're big ticket items. Right. Okay. Well, maybe uh, maybe whoever my new co-host will be will be able to mm. uh, pull a few favors and 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 get us the uh, get get us get us in there. So anyway, um, yeah, I do need to find a new co-host. In the meantime, I think I might just end up having some uh, guest co-hosts, like I did with Thomas Randall. And the, hey, look, the Thomas Randall uh, uh, pod got some really good good numbers there. So uh, I think everyone's really into the Trandall action. Maybe. So maybe he's uh, potentially full-time, full-time Absolutely. Sort of, uh, replacement. Absolutely. Rising yeah, star. Thomas, yeah, exactly. No one wants to hear from a bloody an old wood duck like me. <laughs> wood duck? Dale Wood. I'll get a good duck or get him. Actually, we never <laughs> spoke to Dale Wood as well. There is a lot of people that we haven't spoken to on this pod. Oh, jeez. Not anyway. that Dale Wood's much of a wood duck. Like he still goes, he still pedals these things pretty good. Bloody oath. Bloody oath. Um, so we okay, can talk cool. about any races of that tonight? Oh, no, we'll talk about some for sure. Um, okay, good. We'll uh, Let's talk about being a TCR Australia Series leader. We haven't really spoken to you uh, about that in the wake of the TCR Australia racing up at the Bathurst Six Hour. Mm-hmm. Of course, you competed in the six hour itself as well. Uh, you've got another four weeks at the top of the TCR tree. <laughs> no one can touch you for four weeks until we get to Sydney Motorsport Park at the end of May. That still must be a pretty damn good feeling, especially when you sort of don't finish inside the top five for one race and you crazy. extend your championship lead by 30 odd points. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. Because uh, going back to very late at two points, and the guys all around me, uh, we knew we were going to be very strong at Bathurst in the Peugeots, especially uh, Jordan Cox. And um, yeah, they're they obviously very quick, but for whatever reason, uh, they didn't quite maximize it or had little dramas. Um, we were probably as quick as we thought we'd be in the Honda. It sort of hasn't been a place where we, you know, the car has excelled. Um, but we just, you know, kept chipping away and, um, limiting the damage and ended up extending the lead. So it's, yeah, it's good. Now we sort of go to a track at Sydney Motorsport Park in a few weeks there that should suit us a lot better. And we hopefully can capitalize a bit more, um, with a faster car. So that, that's the plan, but, um, yeah, a bit, I'm a bit surprised to be honest. 
Uh, yeah, I guess uh, all of the contenders that you were fighting around just found different ways to to muck themselves up. So Jordan Cox was close behind you and just ran into a couple of little problems. Then Dylan O'Keefe was kind of there and then he got a penalty in that last race. So that dropped him uh, way back as well. Jay Hansen came into the round fourth in the series and really not that far away from me, fourth or uh, fifth. Yep. And he ended up finishing doing all the three races in a completely different car to what he started yeah, the tough, race event. Tough weekend for him. Obviously he had the crash in practice, um, which, you know, would knock your confidence right there and then. And it'd be hard to recover from that. Um, but then to jump into another car, he hasn't driven, you know, like he probably did very well, you know, considering all that. Um, but you're right. You know, some of our closest rivals did have dramas. Uh, Fabian Coulthard wasn't there. He, he, you know, got COVID just before the event. Um, so that hurt his chances um, of, of trying to uh, get a bit closer in the championship. But he'll be back for the next round. Yep. Um, so I had a new teammate, Timmy Slade, who but he acclimatized really well and um, was mixing it near the front, you know, qualified in the top five and um, did a nice job there. So I think he actually enjoyed driving the TCR car around Bathurst. Ah, but it's actually really good to drive around Bathurst. They really gripped up. And the racing was good. Like I, I really watched good. the replay, replays um, of the races, and there was so much action going on. We had a couple of, well, the like Aaron Cameron sort of disappeared when he could get into the lead, and same with Sweeney in the second race, like disappeared. But then there was like a battle pack behind that, which I was sort of involved in, and it was just it was on, you know, mm -hmm. like lots of passing, um, guys making mistakes, and then coming back through. It, it was really quite exciting racing. Yeah, good. Yeah, it was very good. The uh, racing was good. I think the first race was a little lean for uh, entertainment factor, but then after that, that second race in the twilight around Bathurst, I don't even know how you guys actually even started that thing because you mm. couldn't even see down the front straight. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was good. The Trans Am racing was good there. The six-hour was a mighty finish. <laughs> um, but just, uh, we all know what happened. This was a couple of weeks ago. We're talking about some old news here, but we haven't really heard about how your six hour went. You drove uh, a HSV, mm -hmm. a big V8 in class X in the main class. Crazy. You weren't a factor against those big <laughs> BMWs though. How was it? Nah. It was interesting. Um, because for the majority of the weekend, I just drove the TCR car and I think I did a I did half a session in the um, HSV just to sort of, you know, have a feel of it. And then Dwayne, um, the owner of the car and um, the main driver, he he did the qualifying and um, probably didn't qualify as strong as what we would have liked. But considering Dwayne hadn't been to Bathurst before, it was a pretty tall ass to be up against basically pro drivers in that class, X class. Um and then to throw into the mix, you know, the, the HSV is about 300 kilos heavier than the BMWs. Um, we probably weren't in the right class, really. I think we needed to drop down a class and then we might have actually been in contention. Um, the class below had like the Mustangs in there and um, I think Denya, yeah, Denya and Quinny won that one. So we were sort of reasonably close on pace with those guys. Um, but as far as the BMW is concerned, they were a good three seconds a lot faster. So we really didn't stand a chance, but to the HSV's credit, it ran smoothly all day, like mechanically good all day. We lost a couple of tires and, um, 
I didn't actually lose them. Did they didn't you find, go. Did you yeah, find they, them? They didn't go walk about Grant. Right. Um, <laughs> just started rolling away by themselves. Um, they ended up just basically uh, tearing themselves apart, and I, I think it was purely because of the weight of the car and the force across the top of the mountain, and just you know the, the load that those tires go through. The MRF tire is a very hard tire, and you could basically run the whole race on them if you if they didn't sort of you know um, have any issues like we had where they were falling apart. But the actual wear of the tire was just amazing. So um, yeah, they got their they're good bits, but then they've got their bad bits where this, you know, the sidewall of the tire is not very strong. So for a big, heavy car like the HSV, it just tears it up um, pretty bad. So we had three tires go during the race, which meant we had to do extra stops and, yeah, just stuff us around. So we finished 13th in the end, which out of 70 cars isn't too bad. But the, the good thing about the HSV was had so much straight line handling. You could just pass whoever you wanted basically in the straights and, um, you didn't have to really take much risk uh, you know, through the corners or anything. So it was enjoyable. It was the first one that I've ever done. Yeah. And uh, hopefully I get another chance to do it next year. I thought you were too busy to take on anything else, Tony. <laughs> I can take on all the racing I want. Thank you. <laughs> I'm already there. TCR's there, so I've got to do it. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, so tell me, what do you think? Uh, TCR at Bathurst at that event Obviously, cool to race a TCR car or cool to race at Bathurst in anything. I'm sure if someone had said, hey, come and drive my HQ Holden over the race weekend, you might have jumped <laughs> at it too. Maybe no. not not the HQ Holden. No, that's no, a shame. no, no, no. Yeah, that, I've got that, limits. That's a shame. But, uh, but TCR, I guess the one a grievance that there might've been from the paddock is that they weren't, you know, in the garage where in the garages where they typically, typically were working out of tents out, out the back. Uh, where do you ah, sort of sit on that? Didn't worry. Didn't worry me at all. I mean, I, to be honest, I didn't spend a huge amount of time in the, in the tents, uh, working on the car. <laughs> you, were, you were working on your suntan out in the, um, <laughs> No, I just I was just in the transporter, you know, trying to work out how to go faster. Mm -hmm. I leave I leave all that stuff to our our crew at Wall Racing to do all that sort of stuff. Right. Um. But I mean, I didn't hear our guys complaining about that. I mean, I, I don't think it was that big an inconvenience at all. Um. I think the bigger inconvenience was having TCR at Mount Panorama on Easter weekend. I think oh, that was the biggest right. thing for most people, to be honest. Maybe that's um, what everyone's upset about. They're just using the, ga well, the garage situation as an excuse to try and get out of not having mm, to uh, go to a racetrack and work over a four-day long weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, when you obviously got a young family, it's not the best thing to be at a racetrack without them. So you feel like you are missing out a little bit. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one um, thinking that. You know, th there's only a handful of people that can bring their families to the track and enjoy the Easter weekend with their families while doing their job. Um, so yeah, I think that is maybe something that needs to be looked at. I'm not sure there was that, that was so popular with all the rest of the, the TCR crew and um, teams. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens next time. Cool. Well, it certainly does make for an interesting Easter long weekend. Yeah, for sure. A lot of us would say, I definitely don't want to race over or at least work over a, a four day long weekend. It'd be great to have those four days at home. But mm. I guess that the deal that the 
Bathurst Regional Council and the six hours former owners did had locked it into that Easter weekend. Uh, I guess to ensure that some of the hotels and the houses and the businesses through Bathurst yeah. all get to use that time. So people, instead of people, residents leaving Bathurst over a four day weekend, a lot of people are coming into town to keep restaurants populated or whatever. There were so many times though, where you couldn't get like hotels oh, were closed and things good were closed. Friday though. Good, good Friday, Friday you can't get anything. That's right. Like it's mental, you know, yeah. like you've got all these people in town and you can't get a meal. Yeah. Can't, can't get a drink. That's like right. It's mental. That's right. Crazy. We, we went, uh, I think it was on, on one of the nights we went and had a, a little feed with our good friends at Racefields. We went over to their, their place. My, uh, my little team went over there and you, and we were just trying to bring, we just wanted to bring some beers or bring some wine to, to take to dinner. So we didn't seem like massive scabs, which, uh, which we definitely aren't. But we tried to get we tried to get some beers and we couldn't get nowhere was open nowhere was open there was one pub open, and uh, they wouldn't do takeaways, they wouldn't do any any takeaways. Yeah. So I just end up buying yep. six pints and then having them spill through the car as we're driving. No, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. That's a joke. Um, okay. All right. Well, anyway, all of that stuff's in the past, right? Bath is six mm. hour. We don't have to worry about that for. Uh, another 11 and a half months. Let's talk about some stuff that's upcoming. And of course, we're going back to Perth for the mm. next round of the Repco Supercars Championship. Uh, it's the fourth round of the series. And there's some, um, uh, I guess the big takeout is that we just haven't been over there for, yeah, almost two years, over two years. And we get to go night racing. First time that WA's seen some, uh, seen you know, top level supercars. First time, first big event over there, really, that they've invited a whole bunch of filthy mm. East Coast COVID carriers over into their but, state. So they're freaking out. Well, they are freaking out a little bit because I think if you weren't triple vaxxed, um, you weren't allowed to go over. Is that right? Mm. Yep. That's yeah, actually so. something I've got to figure out in the next little bit because, like, you know how you just show your uh, vaccination status mm. and you just. Mm. You know, double tap on the side of your iPhone. I don't know if anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got it in your wallet. That's right. You got it in your wallet. There's nothing on there that says that I'm triple vaxxed. Yeah. So, so how do you prove it? I have no idea. Because I'm triple vaxxed and. You can't prove it? No. But you're not going to Perth, so you don't need to worry about it. I'm that. not. I'm not. But I, well, I was pretty close to going to Perth to try and do some rides on the Monday with DJR. But luckily, uh, well, not luckily, they, they said they didn't need me. So. I didn't have to sort of worry about it, but um, you know, it's, it is amazing to get back to Perth. I can't believe how long it has been. Mm. I, I saw a little um, Facebook post before I think supercars put up about how the grid has changed since last time we were uh, in Perth. And I think like Fabian had won the race, you know, Scotty Mack was there. There's all these like, loungy, there was all these drivers that were still active in the series um so just to think how how the whole grids change how the world's changed since we've been over to perth yeah um is quite incredible i think as you said you know nothing there's been no sporting events nothing's happened over there for so long well they have had sporting events they've had they had the afl grand final of all things but it was only you had to be um you had to be from wa 
and you yep. couldn't have breathed near the East Coast in like two years to have been able to attend that event. But I think it's going to be massive. I think there's going to be a huge crowd. You know, people are going to be absolutely, you know, loving having the V8s back in town. So um, hopefully that little break has just given all the motorsport fans over there, um, you know, the chance to realize how much they love car racing and love seeing the supercars attend. Um, Wanneroo, you got to call it these days. Oh, were we calling it Barbagello? Yeah, you used to call it Barbagello, but I think it's yeah. Wanneroo now. Has, the, has Barbagello not, they're not sponsoring it? Or no, that's anymore? right. So here's a little stat for you. I'm going to put my little sleuth hat on. Mm. No tip of the hat to Aaron Noonan. But uh, in, uh, in 92, Alf Barbagello mm-hmm. paid for the little short circuit to be created at Wanneroo Raceway. And then as part of that, because Alf Barbagello is a big car dealer over there, almost as big as the old Delberto Motors. Yeah, they do Ferraris and... That's right. Yeah, Maseratis, all sorts of stuff. And yeah, way bigger than what Delberto Motors used to be, thank well, you. I don't know. Well, I mean... We sold Holdens, mate, not Ferraris. Yeah, <laughs> Astras and Barinas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's right. So uh, the Barbagello uh, group or whatever, Alf Barbagello's car dealerships they did have uh I'm, I'm sure they had like um you know regular consumer cars but then they also had really top line top end exotic cars as well mm. so so uh alf barbagello paid for the short track to be invented so they could at least have two variants particularly for state series racing for many years over there they uh th- there was really no other circuit that they could compete on so at least every second or third round that they do in their state racing or club racing, they had this little short variant. So just after the big long left-hander going up the hill, there's mm. a uh, there's a little short track. Duck I think to the, the right. That's right. And there's a uh, the the super trucks used it a couple of years ago uh, before they got banned when a wheel hit the bridge. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was uh, that was pretty exciting. Unless you were standing on the bridge at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah so and after that i think yeah alf barbagello and his car dealerships took over the primary branding around the around the circuit and also the uh, entire name of the track barbagello raceway but that's gone so not since 92 or 93 was the first year for touring cars that the circuit was called barbagello raceway uh, so it's almost been a good 20 years. It'll take a little while for us to re-remember how well, to um, to uh, to call it Wanneroo Raceway. It'll be like the Eclipse of 500. Everyone just keep calling it that, even though somebody else is going to you know, re-sponsor the event. What was it, what, the Adelaide Superloop? Superloop, that, just, that was perfect, right? Why does everything totally. have to have super in it? <laughs> <laughs> super but par- I just know Wanneroo up. as Barbagello. Like I just... I mean, I, I sort of knew that story, but I still didn't sort of put the two and two together, if you know what I mean. Like, mm. you just mm-hmm. think, well, it's Barbagello, so. Yeah. And Alf area. used to race as well. He raced in a few touring car races. He used to buy uh, Larry Perkins Commodores in the late, yeah, right. uh, in the, in like 91 and 92. And then he'd just compete in like one or two touring car rounds, obviously including the one in his home state. Yep. And uh, And that was it. So cars are going back to Perth this weekend to Wanneroo. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple of, well, we've got at least one newbie in Brock Feeney 
who I know uh, has been over there early cutting some laps in a little radical to try and learn the circuit. Yeah. Um, what are your tips this weekend? Who do you think is going to be fast? Who needs to lift their game because they've been underperforming? And any surprise packets this weekend? Uh, I don't know if we're going to see a surprise packet. I can only imagine that uh, Shane Van Gisbergen is going to be. Uh, Hasn't right... been a good track for him. Oh, okay. Then is is Anton and or Will Davo ready to go? Are they ready to? But to I don't uh, know. Will, put... I know Will's won races there before, so he he's probably uh, yeah, he got won a race memories. there. He won a race there in a Mercedes supercar. Anna Anna Tickford. Anna Tickford. Jeez. Well, if he can yeah. win in a Mustang too, he could be the king of Barbagella. I mean, Wanneroo or whatever we're calling maybe. it these days. Maybe. Um, um, so, yeah, maybe Tickford. I know that they've had reasonable success there. Cam Waters, couldn't, can he get the job done? Uh, what about and, what about the Walkinshaws? That's right. That's what where, do you reckon? That's, I reckon they're – it's hard to say this. We don't really have a form guide. We don't have a form guide because it's been two and a half years or whatever since we've been there. So, so much has changed, really. You wouldn't sort of think that we've got a really good form guide. The Mustangs have been good there. I mean, the Shell guys have been good there over the years. So maybe they're going to be ones to beat. But obviously Red Bull are going to be there too. But maybe, maybe Will can get his first win for DJR and be good because it's Dickie J's birthday today as we record this pod on a Tuesday. Um, 77. 77 years old. Happy birthday, DJ. Happy birthday, Dickie J. And I'm glad you used Dickie J as well, because of course you can buy the uh, the little <laughs> little heroes books with uh, Dickie J. I completely forgot about those. And Noonan put up something. How like they going? His, uh, I have no idea. I just get uh, okay. I get a little Royalties. report. I get a little report uh, once every uh, four times a year, and uh, it's not really keeping the power or the gas or the water paid <laughs> but it's okay i haven't really done similar any... to this podcast that's right oh, this is even worse uh no, i haven't uh, i haven't kept too much of a track on them but you can buy them of course you can go to networkr.com.au follow the prompts they're uh, they're 20 bucks uh, each you know what remember went... we remember that was a thing we did that boy i went um i was in the local news a- news agency around the corner from our place in Kilsyth. Mm-hmm. And I tried to find them, but I couldn't find them anywhere. <laughs> I think some, <laughs> I think some of those might have been chucked in the bin for some reason. Okay, thanks, dear. Um, All right. Okay, so if so, if this isn't going to be a triple eight track over mm. at Wanneroo, then yep. does that mean like the those like the likes of the Gary Jacobson, who had an no. awesome round at uh, at the Grand Prix, does is this just the end? Is they uh, they will just if if Triple Eight aren't competing for wins, then we'll see all these other guys just uh, fall off the perch. I don't know. I don't know. That was impressive by Gary to get those results at the Grand Prix. They obviously had that car working really well, um, and Gary was obviously driving the car nicely. But consistency is going to be hard for those guys to try and back it up week in week out. Um, I'm sure they've got the ambition to, to try and make that happen. But um, we see that it's it's hard enough for the big teams to be able to do that. And considering we haven't been there for two and a half years, um, yeah, they're sort of going there with not a lot of knowledge um, to sort of work from. So 
We'll see. But I, I seriously think DJ are going to be ones to beat. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be quick. Great. Okay. Nowhere to put my sports bet. Cash. I like mm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's talk about some Formula One. Did you watch the race at... Absolutely. At, um, the, at Imola, at San Marino. What'd you yeah. think? It's not Imola. Ooh. Is it Imola? Yeah, it's Imola. Yeah, it's Imola. Yeah. It's Sorry. Imola. You're thinking of Monza, but yeah, it's Imola. Monza. Yeah. yeah. It's an Italian circuit. So That's yeah. right. How mad um, were those fans over there? It was awesome to see. Flares yeah, the everywhere. They were just loving it. Yeah. It, it was um, really tricky conditions for, you know, just for the drivers and the teams. It was wet, dry, wet, dry, wet, dry. I didn't really know what tire to be on. Um and just, you know, the touch a white line, spear off the track, get stuck in the gravel. There was just so many times during practice qualifying where sessions were just destroyed because someone had just stepped over the, the edge. Um, the race, you know, I, I thought that the Ferraris sort of had the pace to do the job, but um, Max basically just, you know, he got the start, just controlled the race and, Perez, I thought, did a good job to get get off the line as well and and drive really well. And the other standout for me was um, George Russell. I thought he did a great job. Um, While that Lewis Mercedes was languishing, is an shit box. Yeah. Lewis was languishing. Couldn't they yeah. make any inroads and sat well outside no. the points for the whole race? Where at least George looked racy. Yeah, George looked. Well, he looked racing that sort of mid pack, but I just, I just felt like he, he maximized and, you know, probably stayed out of trouble and some other people made mistakes, whatever. Um, but he, I thought he did a really good job considering, you know, at the moment, the car is obviously not working, but just the vision of those things coming down the straight and the porpoising, like, mm. and at this, at the point of the circuit where they were porpoising the worst, it was quite bumpy. And it was quite violent, you know, how it's hitting the ground. Um, I know George this week's coming out saying that he's got, you know, some pain in his back and things like that, which I'm just, I'm not surprised, you know, like it's quite um, harsh what they're going through to try and make these cars work. And they're not even working that well. So they've got a huge amount of work to do. Um, Mercedes, um, I've never seen Lewis so lost for words in an interview, you know, like it's incredible the success someone's had. And now suddenly it's it's obviously tough times and he's just speechless. Like he just doesn't know where to start. Like it's, yeah. he, he sort of, I think he needs to you know, lift his game a little bit, to be honest. I mean, there's teams out there week in, week out that have these sort of results and they, you know, present themselves better or they represent better than what Lewis is at the moment. He's just a bit of a lost cause. So I get that he's disappointed, but man, he's had some success over the years and you um, should be grateful of that. And I'm sure the team's working really hard to try and get themselves back on track. But yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a shocker for Leclerc in the end, really. I mean, having a spin and uh, you know finishing off the podium when really he had one of the quickest cars out there and uh, did a bit of damage to the championship. So yeah, I, d- I just have the feeling that Max is, um, you know, while he's not winning the championship yet, I feel like he's just in control. Like yep. he, he's gonna he's gonna um, had a bit of bad luck to start with and it's it's all sort of turning around and he's just he just seems to have the maturity on board now to obviously they've got car speed as well but i think now he's won that championship he's like a different different person and i think uh, it's going to be very difficult for leclerc to try and 
remaining in the lead of the championship. <clears throat> yeah, and it looks like Red Bull are just good across the board. Carlos Sainz, Leclerc's teammate, uh, didn't have a great result, and that was uh, because of a different reason, and we can talk about that uh, and the improving speeds in the McLarens later. But the the uh, the Red Bull team look like they've got over that reliability issue that we saw at the start of the season mm-hmm. where they were just blowing up at the most inopportune times, particularly right at the end of a race in that in that first round. But but more unreliability here in Australia as well. But yeah, if they've got on top of that, it looks like they have the fastest car. Mm. And with Max right on top of his game, Sergio is just going to be rear gunner. And look, it's it might only be one race, but uh, that's kind of enough for us to get to realise that Red Bull is the one who probably have their finger on it better than anybody else. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, we saw some really good performances as well from. I thought the Haas team did pretty well. You know, Kevin Magnussen was sort of in that top five. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where he finished in the race, but, you know, he he was sort of mixing it near the front. Even uh, Mick Schumacher as well had a really good sprint race coming through the field to, I think, P9 or 10. Um, the main race didn't go so well. Um, so it's good to see there's still, a, a you know, quite a mix-up of the grid. You know, we, you spoke about the McLarens, and I think they've really turned their season around. The start of the year, they were horrendous there was one round there i think in saudi where they're like literally the last two cars on the grid and just having massive dramas you know lando got a podium and uh, daniel wasn't actually far behind i think he finished one spot behind him in the sprint race um, but then got caught up with carlos at the start of the the main race there and ended up um you know taking carlos out of the race and it was just such a small little bit of contact you know he understeered off a curb in those wet conditions and yeah, there was really nothing to it, but unfortunately wrecked both their races, uh, which is it is a real shame because you you know you don't like to see that. It wasn't like he came in way too hot, locked up, and just you know speared into everybody. Yeah, it was just such a small little impact in the wrong spot and clip wheels and off Carlos went. But poor old Carlos has had a shocker. Like he? he's got one of the fastest cars and he just hasn't been able to show it at all just yet. You know, and everyone's starting to question or say that it's because of the pressure of having a car that's capable of winning. But I don't, I don't fully believe that. You know, I, I think he's a much stronger driver than that to sort of go to water just because he's got a car that could win a race. I mean, come on, the guy's a professional racing driver, and it, you know, obviously he's at Ferrari for a reason. You know, so um, I think it's just a bit of bad luck that's that's gone his way. He'll, he'll bounce back for sure. He's I think he's a strong character like that. Uh, yeah, well, I guess uh, time will have to tell and hopefully uh, they delete what has happened in the past couple of races and, and, and press on again. Because you know, look, he started is, that race fourth. so like, mm. like he did a really good job in the sprint race to recover, but it's all the bloody media that will just keep talking to him about it, like right. just reinforcing it in his head. Is you know? this why you're quitting parked up because you're being referred to as part of the media now? So you don't want to be <laughs> tarnished with that, with that brush. Yes, exactly. That is right. the, the sole reason because Carlos, I don't want to upset Carlos. No. Um, yeah. So he's got to try and work out a way to try and block all that out. And I'm sure he's got, you know, he's like his old man's been around it forever. I'm sure he's giving him 
a bit of encouragement and some wisdom how to deal with this sort of stuff because he's in a prime spot to win some races and to get you know his first win um, in Formula One. He's certainly capable of it. Um, you know, I think a lot of people forget that last year he actually outscored Charles in the championship in his first year at Ferrari. Hmm. So, um, yeah, he's the real deal. So hopefully he can turn it around. The one team that have really done crap, I reckon, <laughs> yeah. just to put it, you know, yeah, such this a, is your last technical pod, term. Just, just this is your last term. pod. Just go for it. Well, there's two actually. Aston Martin shithouse. Yeah, they're nowhere. You can't swear on this pod, please. Thank you. Sorry. Alpha Tori. What the hell? Mm. Yeah, they're nowhere. Like Pierre it's... Gasly is qualifying like right down the back. I thought they were meant to be like a satellite team to Red Bull. But obviously, yeah. then they're, they're not getting the, the memo. They're, they're um, not getting the setup. The other boys are getting. Just paint the cars slightly different and chuck on a little uh you know a little bit of a slower wing and and uh, just make sure they finish third and fourth yeah. that should be the deal right how does all that work though yeah, you got both cars sponsored by red bull effectively owned by red bull and yeah owned by red bull but one team they always make sure is a bit slower than the other one <laughs> i don't get it how does that work mm, i tell you what it's a lot of cans of energy drink that are sold oh, yeah. that makes that happen yeah yeah but yeah they ha- they haven't got a top of anything but yeah i mean I shouldn't say they're the worst. I mean, Mercedes are probably the worst, really. Certainly from it's where they're the ones who have taken the biggest backward step. Exactly. Exactly. So I wonder what they've got to try and do to fix fix the dramas going on. It looks like it's a bit of a monumental. It's not just a little tweak. We're not, mm. just, we're not just changing a bit of tire pressure. <laughs> Different spring. No. There's something fundamentally wrong with that thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, but look where George Russell is, though. He's like, hasn't he finished in the top five every race? Yeah. Yep. He has. He's done very well, very well, but the thing doesn't look fast. And I think it doesn't, it doesn't look like it switches its tires on at all. Like in qualifying, they take like four or five laps to try and get a time out of the thing. It's just nuts. Mm. Yeah. The next, uh, next season of drive to survive is going to be very boring if, or well, not not very boring, but it'll just be certainly different to what we've had if if Toto's not there, you know, <laughs> f- fighting uh, fighting for a title. Although that did look like a bit of a tasty exchange between Lewis and Toto after one you of reckon, those sessions. You reckon, I'm not sure. reckon they, just they weren't they weren't arguing over what they're going to have for dinner that night. No, no. what were oh, they talking about? I don't I don't know, but they I think it was hyped up a little bit, like. Obviously, Lewis is not going to be happy about qualifying 13th on the grid. Didn't even get out of... Oh, did he get out of Q1? No. No, he didn't get out of Q1. That's crap. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did. He, sorry, he did get out of Q1. In Q2, they um, yeah, didn't didn't go, get any, go any better. So he's not going to be happy. Um, but yeah, it, was look, it did look like Toto was sort of telling him to, you know, calm it down and relax. Get on with the job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they're obviously fully aware that the thing's not working. It's not like it's, you know, a surprise to them. But, yeah, I can understand Lewis would be very frustrated right now. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, the next round of the World Championship takes us to – where does it take us? Oh, we're going to Spain. Mm-hmm. 
to Barcelona. And actually, we're not going to Spain. It's not the next one. It's the United States. We're going to Miami. Texas. No, Miami. Miami, Miami, yes. It is Miami. That's a new circuit, isn't it? That's right. So two weeks from now. So uh, next next week, whoever is uh, my new co-driver for Parked Up will be previewing (laughs) that. Uh, But, uh, yeah, uh, Miami, street race, and it is going to be at god-awful times for Australians to watch. So as fun and as exciting as a new race in the United States is going to be, we're not really going to get to watch it. So um, not live anyway. The beauty of KO or any of these things is, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you can watch them as live, but we live in such a live world that, yeah, it it doesn't work. It doesn't. Well, you don't, yeah. Well, you, you can't watch everything live because there'd be too much crossover. Um, but I love, I love Stan and K. I know I've spoken about it already, but just how you've got the replays on straight away, it's just so easy, mm-hmm. just so good. You don't miss a moment of it. No. So, IndyCar, IndyCar's coming up. Yep, Indy so big, big month as well. If you had listened to Parked Up Plus, mm-hmm. and, uh, folks had had a chat with Scotty Mack about this next month that we lead into. So there's uh, effectively four weeks of nonstop racing mm. with Indy 500 qualifying. They've got the Indianapolis Grand Prix, which is on the road course there. The Indy 500 itself, uh, and then another race straight after that. So it is flat out. And after a pretty busy start to the season for IndyCar, they've had a couple of weeks off. Uh, and we're, we're, but we're starting to build into a pretty regular rhythm of, of IndyCar races. Scott McLaughlin started the season like an absolute scalded cat, like he has gone mm. uh, to a, a first and a second in, in the opening race. There's a bit of a disappointing run at Long Beach where he was mm-hmm. down in 14th, I think. Did you watch the race? I didn't watch that. Tell me what happened. Mm. Just remind oh. me what happened. Oh, sorry. No, he, he was going good. I mean, he probably wasn't going to win the race, but he w- certainly wasn't a, uh, He wasn't going to finish 14th. He unfortunately clipped the inside wall, the hairpin, which is like Very incredibly tight. tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's trying to get do like a bit of an under passing maneuver on the exit of a corner. I think with a lap car, so he's trying to set himself up to be able to get past the car in front, and he cut it a little bit too tight, and the, the side pod actually touched the inside wall and spun him around. Um, and then he obviously took him a little while to try and get turned back around and get going again. So that was a shame because I think he probably would have finished maybe fifth or sixth in that race because the guys that he was racing around. Um, that's where they finish. So um, it hurt his championship quite a bit, but I don't think it's hurt his confidence. I think he's still pretty confident. I think the testing they had recently at Indy, he was quick. Um, his teammate Joseph was also very quick. Did you see Will Power's little spin in practice? At Long Beach, Ooh. I didn't. No, oh, no, at no. Indy, Indy, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that could have. That's uh, that's scary that's, stuff because that's like an Alex Zanardi type thing. Yeah, he's not doing uh, very many kilometers an hour where the cars around him are doing lots of kilometers an hour. Yeah, so for people that didn't see it, Will was coming out of the pit lane, just accelerating. Like he's still probably doing maybe I don't know 150 or whatever it is, you know. 
And the thing is, just kick sideways and it spat him um, onto the racing line on the oval. And there was cars coming at 300, what, no, 400 Ks an hour, like whatever it is. What do they do? 200 and, they did 200 miles an hour or something. Is that right? Yes. Well, they do an average lap of around about yeah. 200 miles an hour. Anyway, so he's been, he's spun, gone up the track a little bit, but then come back down. And then you next view you see is like these, you know, five cars just come like barreling through like rocket ships. You know, if it was another second later or two seconds, he would have got cleaned up. Yeah. It was, yeah, real scary, real scary to watch. And we obviously, you know, you think, you think about Alex Zanardi and what happened to him many years ago in IndyCar where a very similar thing happened and he got cleaned up and took his legs. Mm. So, um, yeah, he's a lucky boy. I tell you, that would have scared him. Mm. Uh, yeah, it did. I saw the post, uh, post-session interview and you could, and he's usually got pretty mm. wide steely eyes, but they were the widest and steeliest that I think I'd ever seen from, from Will yeah. and, and because think, there was another car that had a car yeah. that had avoided, had crashed at the exit of one. Mm-hmm. So that was a, um, yeah, very hairy. And I think not only was he petrified himself, but the other guys who were ripping, ripping through turn one also realized the, severity of the situation mm-hmm. but i think there was another driver that had a spin there as well so i'm not sure whether there's something on the track or yeah something was causing them to actually have a spin because it was a bit unusual it took them took them by surprise so we'll have to fix that up um come indy 500 time mm. uh yeah okay well that's not too far away end of mm. uh, end of may so we're about a month away from the greatest show in world motorsport. The greatest spectacle in motor racing, I think is the what they call it. Um, okay, cool. So we've dissected all of the major categories around mm. the world, certainly all the ones that you care about, I know. That's right, yeah. Uh, what else would you like to say in your final part? <laughs> We have spoken about on a number of occasions in your la- in our last pod. Let's just take them down. Let's just take <laughs> down all the people who have wronged us over all these years. Go for it. No, you know me. You know me. While, while I'm still in motorsport and oh, okay. um, still racing, you know, semi-professionally here, um, I'll, I'll have to sit on the fence. But um, no, it's been fun. It have, you got a note- been fun. have you got a notebook for when you do quit? <laughs> And you do take up full-time media or or you're just not interested in the sport in any way. Have you got like a little black book that you're just writing down names ready to take them uh, down? No, no, I don't. I don't. It's all stuck up here. It's all stuck <laughs> up in the memory bank. Yeah. Um, you do have to bite your lip quite a bit. But um, anyway, no, it's um, it has been fun. We've had a lot of good times. Um a lot of shit times. You've yelled no, at me a lot. No, we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've yelled at me a lot. No, I haven't. <laughs> I yell at you all the time anyway. That's right. And no. and I expect nothing to change in that regard. And look, it <laughs> won't be the last time that we hear from you on Parked Up because if I do just go with a rotating uh, host, mm. then I'm yeah, going to probably call every you six months. I'll call you every six <laughs> every every six hours just as I don't have anyone locked in yet, Tony. <laughs> You're still six no, days away from recording, Grant. Just relax. 
I'm I'm more than happy to come on as a as a special guest. Cool. So you can rely on me to do that. I know um, where to find you. Yes, hopefully. I'm really hoping that you can have me on after each TCR round to talk about <laughs> leading the championship, you know, oh, like yeah. how good we're going. Well, maybe maybe Park Up will start rooting for the people behind you to make it, uh, you know, to have an exciting championship. What do you mean? Come on, Will Brown. Come on, No, nah, they don't Cameron. need any encouragement. They're going good. They're going fine. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> fine. Hey, I did, uh, while, while sort of reminiscing about what, what we've done over the past two years now, Tony D, over mm. two years since we started Parked Up. Mm. Again, 114, uh, episode 114 for this one. And we really didn't miss any weeks. We actually didn't, since we started, I think we had a couple of weeks off over Christmases. Even then mm. we chucked in a couple of extras. We oh. really haven't missed any. It's been one of our hallmarks it's been the reason why we've got hundreds of thousands of loyal <laughs> listeners and we thank every single one of you and just because tony d's leaving let me tell you don't worry we're going to step it up we're stepping it up so don't stress <laughs> but i did think about some of the key i tried to go through the top five memorable parked up moments that you and right. i had over the past couple of years what were they well the very first one that i thought of was the the first episode the uh, yeah. our, our pilot episode and yeah, we had, who was on it? Uh, I think we had Matt Braid, Barry Rogers, and maybe Caruso. Oh, that, that was when you wanted to have 15 guests every show. Well, it was only three. Three is oh. different to 15, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Well, look where we are now, 114 episodes in and we've got no guests. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we didn't need any today. Uh, and look, we, we actually haven't done that many where we haven't had any guests, really. Um, but back but the, then, though, there was no excuse for people not to come on because they were just sitting at home doing that's nothing. That's right. Yeah, we didn't have any problem. Well, that's right. That's why we could have three guests in episode because we could was, just... We I had can't our, believe Matt Bright. Was he on our first one, was he? He was on the very first one. He might have actually been the very first person that we spoke to. Yeah, right. Very first. Or maybe it was Caruso. But either way, they were, uh, they, they were part of it. So uh, that, was, that was episode one. And I just remember... <laughs> and it's a it's a hallmark of parked up on on some episodes of parked up you'd like to say more that more often than not but we had just major uh, audio issues we didn't really know what we were doing we didn't know how we were doing it we were kind of fudging our way through and uh if i have a look at the uh, the little timeline of the the audio track anytime we had the guest on their audio just absolutely boomed over Boom. us so unfortunately if you ever do go back and listen to that very first episode oh, i cringe actually when people say oh I did, i'm gonna go back and listen to everything and you know no no, no. started no, no, no. about 10 or 11. no no started like 80 and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's a lot of hours of uh, pods we've done. You would have you'd have to burn a hey, week and a bit to try and get through it all. Right, so that's your that's your number one. Well, that was that was five. the first. I didn't. These aren't in any order. Okay. Okay. The next one right, I had was Will Tony eat it? <laughs> oh yes. So I think that lasted one. That, that two episodes one. we did. Did we do two, two? episodes? Yeah. What did I make you? I made you a uh, not very good audio. Um, no. sort of creation, but um, it was just because well, you'd come over during COVID times, you'd come over to uh, my old office over there in Kilsyth mm. and we were always hungry and the conversation usually was, when are we doing pod? 
And then it, I think the priority were what were we eating, what were we drinking, and who were we talking to <laughs> in those orders. So uh, eating is part of what you and I do anyway. We're, we're, mm. we're, um, we might not be world champions at much, but uh, if we that were going good, for actually. the big title, we'd go for the uh, we'd go for the eating world title. That that was quite good. That was that, good. I like that. There you go. Good. <clears throat> Um, uh, race fuels as a major sponsor. So just to have, uh, just to have someone come in, uh, at a time where I guess, uh, we didn't really need it, but it was just nice to he have someone support us. So, mm. uh, to Mark Tierney and his great team at race fuels for them to come and support what we were doing, uh, and to continue that sport, to, to, to continue that support right until, uh, the current day is uh, is awesome. So, so Mark, thank you, and uh, brother, I've uh, I've looked out for you. We've kicked Tony D out, so he's not going to uh, whinge at you for uh, not getting paid for all the work he's putting in for the uh, podcast anymore. So that's a uh, that's a good thing for you. Uh, the other so uh, one of the funnier uh, ones that I could remember is when we were speaking to uh, your mate, your boss, Dicky J. Happy birthday, Dick Johnson. Yeah. And we were talking to we were talking to Dick, which was good, and he was offering some uh, some comical genius as he always does. And his phone rang, and it's JB. And <laughs> like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he I think he swore and he said it's something about this, uh, yeah, this whatever Tasmanian has called him. He's just taking the call anyway, just completely ignored that we were talking to him. Uh, so that was kind of a little bit funny. I think I even might have used that as a bit of um, uh, social content while um, yeah. while we're getting on with it. And I can't think of the – I couldn't think of a fifth and final um, uh, highlight. Reckon <laughs> I reckon you've said five there, haven't you? No, I've only got four. I I've only got four. So if you can DJ think of a fifth. Was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, I don't know if I can actually. So much, so many non non memories. I tell you, the biggest, the most listened episode of Parked Up that we ever did mm. was with Stevie J. Was it? Yeah. So it was about, uh, I think it was the end of last year, right. towards the end of last year. What were we talking about? Well, we had, uh, I think we had Brock Feeney on, or it was the, it was the pod. We had Brock, actually, we had Brock Feeney on the following episode, mm. but it was the episode that Brock got confirmed as a full-time oh, yeah. uh, replacement for Jamie Winker. So it was just yep. basically us two banging on. And like now. That's right. And, it, uh, and we just had Stevie J come on. And for whatever reason, that's the, uh, that's, that's the number one pod that we did. So I think it was that towards the end of last year, everything was kind of building up towards... Bathurst 1000 and quite a bit of excitement. It was probably during the Melbourne uh, Melbourne lockdown number two, really, uh, before we all got really crazy about going to Sydney Motorsport Park for um, non-stop racing around that joint. Jeez. It um, has, uh, has been pretty cool. I mean, having the amount of guests on the show and being able to ring them up, get some of their time, um, you know, cause you do see these people at the circuit, you do watch them on TV. Um, uh, and the fact that they actually, you know, took our call, 
um, gave us some of their time to come on our podcast, which has been quite good. Um, it's been nice, really, that people you know, have enough respect for you that you know they'll give you some of their time and and share their thoughts on things and you know where their careers at or you know, certain situations. And sometimes, you know, we're not always ringing them for um, to talk about good stuff. It might be you know they've had a bad weekend or you know, they've lost a drive or whatever it might be. Um, so it has been, you know, very good to, you know, have have people's support of our podcast. And as you said, it's going to keep going on, just uh, not with me, not with me, my smiley face on the sticker, that's all. Oh, it yeah. might be. You still going to do that? Nah, you, actually, I'm going to charge you for that. I'm going to charge you what for you that. What do you mean? Oh, I have to get a new bloody logo made up, don't I? You're just with your head. No, no one wants to see that. No, nah, that's it. No heads. We're going for a no head policy here at Parked Up. <laughs> and that's bad. When you get in, when you have no head, that is bad. Bad news. Oh, for my God. Oh, my God. Okay. We know that's not going to happen. Well, there you go. I think we've chewed everyone's ear off for long enough, Grant. Let's wrap this pot you up. You have chewed everyone's ear so, off for two years too long is what they're exactly, going to say. Exactly. Exactly. But we're probably just turning off right now going, thank God he's going. Oh, I couldn't no, hear not. another another hour of his, of his voice. They're not. Well, look, it won't be the last time we hear from Tony D. I'm sure I'll convince him to come on as a special guest uh, once every two weeks, I reckon. Once every two weeks. Why don't we just do once every two weeks? He says no. Uh, All right. No. See that you microphone you're talking into? You're going to have to yeah. give that back to me. I own that. I want that sticker that you've got on the back of it too. That's mine. I'm going to have to give it to the next guest. You can have guest. it. You can have it. Have the stick? What have the sticker? You keep the microphone. No, no, you can have both. Whatever. All right, cool. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a sad moment, ladies and gentlemen. Tony D has left the building, but uh, he always has our full support. It'll mean that he'll anytime he calls me, he's actually going to have something really serious to uh, talk to me about. <laughs> um, probably getting me to make proposals or uh, do things or find things, but. Uh, Always here for you because, uh, you know, it, the, uh, the, the parked up thing really did help uh, myself during, during the COVID stuff. It did give, a, you know, an extra reason to get up and, and do stuff. Not that I was really struggling in that period. I was always going to find something to do, but it was kind of really cool. And it was, and the best thing it was you were doing, I was doing it with a mate. So that was the uh, next best thing. And look, I've got a lot of mates, so don't worry. You're not part of, you're not an exclusive <laughs> It's just not a part of an exclusive deal, right? I've got other mates. Okay, um, we'll see. We'll, well see. That's, that's You're right. going to miss me. I really am. I really am. <laughs> I really am. And it's a shame, but I do thank you for your for your contribution. And, and honestly, right up until the last month or so, just, you know, trying to make it as good as we possibly could. So, mm. um, you know, that was uh, that was the absolute best. And, uh, yeah, look, it'll be, uh, it'll be a shame, but don't worry. I'll give some other poor bludger some grief over the uh, once a week and uh, get them to lay down some voice, have some conversation and move on with it. All right, mate. This is your Enjoy. bit where you say, thank you, Grant. You've done oh, yeah. awesome. No, no, I've, I've already said that. Uh, I think, haven't I? Okay. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, yeah, no Grant. You've been amazing. Thanks thank for you. like, you know, editing all the pods, uh, doing all the graphics, ringing the guests, like basically putting about five times the amount of effort into these pods than I have. And it's still too much for me. So, um, I know. 
I'm gonna actually know. clip this. Like it. Superman. I'm gonna he clip. I'm gonna clip this bit out and put it at the front just to make sure everyone hears <laughs> that. <laughs> no. Cool, mate. All right. Well, thank you. Enjoy Perth. If they let me in, if they yeah, let me make in. sure you get triple vaxxed. I'm triple vaxxed. Wow. Proof. Sayonara, Tony D. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. You've just listened to another Network R production. 